This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Talk radio. So I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? <laughs> and they clap for her every week. <laughs> I'm doing great, Mark. Right. Thanks. So we're excited to be talking to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on WPHT Talk Radio and also on Odyssey. If you want to ask us a question about mortgages, commercial, residential real estate, give us a call. We always answer. My number is 267 267- Two six six fifty five zero one. What's your number, Dan? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're just here to keep you informed. We're the only real estate show in the Philly market. And the market is fine as far as I can see. There's a bunch of doom and gloomers out there, but the media doesn't talk about good news. So that's why we're here. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yep. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is? Is there really a new unfair mortgage tax on those with high credit? Mark, <laughs> <laughs> Mark yeah. this. Um, we also have our questions. I am a co-signer on my ex-wife's house. What rights do I have if she stops paying her mortgage? None. Next question is, how can I protect myself? <laughs> with a contract with a for sale by owner. And the next question is two people sign a rental lease. One moves out. Are they still responsible for the rent? The next question is, can I sue our real estate agent and inspector for failing to find major issues with our home? Mark, we also have our topic of the day, which is the impact of Joe Biden's new real estate program and credit scores. Yeah, me and you are going to be talking about a lot of the same things here which I am very upset about. I hear you. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, success is a collection of problems solved. So you get in the game, you solve the problems, and you fail forward, and you don't make that mistake again, and you rock and roll. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So Pennsylvania 
has seen the median home sales price continue to inch up even in March. Median sales prices, they keep talking. I see these people on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn saying about how prices are dropping. Yeah, in certain states and certain neighborhoods. But basically, in our market, prices are, Pennsylvania is increasing. Median sale price has risen since January to 200,787 in in March. That's up 2%, according to report repaired by my favorite group, the Pennsylvania Association of Realtors. The price is also about 2% higher than it was this time last year. So we're hearing many markets continue to see a steady demand and higher interest rates, which rates have dropped again. And with recent mortgage rate decreases in the past several weeks, current buyers are seeing savings on their monthly payments. This is where Uncle Joe's going to step in, I guess, here. In fact, Dr. Lawrence Young, he's the big NAR chief economist, recently said that the decline in the past several weeks would save buyers about $140 a month on a $300,000 loan. The number of homes sold in March was up compared to previous month by more than 9,700, which is not a big number, but that number declined more than 17% year over year. The number of listings was up slightly. Now, we're up locally. We went down a thousand, and now we're back up to four thousand actives in Philly as of today. But that's we need about twenty thousand. But it that number is just moving very slowly back and forth. But we continue to see significantly fewer listings compared to last year because these real estate agents will not call people up. I was on a long discussion with a realtor yesterday. Hasn't talked to her database in about five years, and then they wonder why uh, nobody's calling them from their Philly schedule. We're down about 20% over the same time last year, which was resulted in fewer sales this year, and listings are down about 58% since March of 2020. That's terrible. And that's a lot to do with these agents. They'll do anything to pick up the phone. And that's a whole Dr. A thing. We're talking about AI. Another reason not to call somebody. Dr. Yon has noted that a pass across the country, the industry has a shortage of about 5 million homes, which is not changing. And these builders are building apartments rather than houses. And they're taking advantage of those rentals. And we are at 48% still in Philadelphia that are renting, which is ridiculous. So anyway, it's still a great time to buy real estate. The rates are good and it's a great investment. It's only going to appreciate over time. And for the first time, buyers' shares uh, are still low. Only 28% of home sales in November were first-time buyers. That's unchanged from October from 26% in November of 21. So the, these buyers, and we were talking about a few weeks ago about how boomers now moved to number one position over millennials and Gen Xers as buyers because they got so much equity, they can make moves. But all in all, I think the real estate market's fine, except for the lack of inventory, which we consistently talk about. And apparently, realtors don't listen to our show; only buyers and sellers. <laughs> no, it's true. And and the and just this past week, I mean, the people are coming out of the woodwork. For the past two weeks, I mean, buyers from two years ago are now getting off the fence, getting re-pre-approved. And are out there looking, and we're getting contracts um, accepted. Yeah. So it's you know it's we're busy. Thank God. Yeah, and you will be busy if you do the right things in our industry. If you lead generate correctly, you'll be fine. Exactly right. You I mean, you've got to follow. Old, 
the system. Yeah. Yeah, you send out postcards and recipes and wait for somebody to call you. You're going to be out of the business. <laughs> so what's the rates like? So, Mark, we're looking conventionally on a 30-year fix. We're looking at about 6.5%. 15-year is anywhere from 5875 to 6%. Your 30-year FHA is 6.25%, which is followed by your 30-year VA at 6.25%. So we're in the sixes, which is not a bad rate historically. So get off the fence, the 48%, and buy a damn house. You'll, you'll thank us. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So this uh, guy, uh, he's working and he calls his wife from work and he says honey i've been asked to fly to canada with my boss for with several of our aging friends for a fishing trip and we'll be gone for a long weekend he goes this is a good opportunity to talk to my broker about getting a promotion i've been wanting so could you please pack some clothes for me for a three-day weekend and also would you get my rod and tackle box from the attic we're leaving at 4 30 from the office so i'll be swinging by the house to pick up my things and, and please pack my uh, navy blue pajamas my silk pajamas, wife thinks for a minute. She goes, thought that was a little bit odd. Being a good wife, though, she does exactly what the husband asks. Following a long weekend, he comes in a little tired, but otherwise looking good. The wife welcomes him home, asks him how many fish he caught out. He goes, ah, yeah, caught a bunch of walleyes, some bass, a few pike. He goes, but why don't you pack on my new blue silk pajamas in my like I asked you to do? And the wife said, I did. They're in your tackle box. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and the lies always bite you in the butt <laughs> oh my god if you have a funny story send it to 8029 at comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501 and now it is time for the mortgage mom segment with the aunt cat saris from green tree mortgage and our topic is is there really a new unfair mortgage tax on those with high credit Frank should ring a bell right there. Uh, a fire right, we, a fire alarm. <laughs> here we go. Good. So, Mark, it, it seems like overnight the internet is awash with news regarding a new unfair tax on mortgage borrowers with higher credit scores. Yeah, screw with the Some, one industry that's doing all good. All right, can I finish? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Some have gone so far as to suggest that someone could intentionally Lower their credit score in order to be get a better deal. I never even thought about that. That's bizarre. <laughs> Before you stop paying your bills in the hope of cashing in, Jeez, let's separate fact from fiction. First and most importantly, you will absolutely not get a better deal on a mortgage rate if your credit score is lower. Even if your nephew just texted you a screenshot of news Headline saying 620 FICO score gets a 1.75 fee discount and 740 FICO pays a 1% fee. So why should your nephew make such a claim? It's funny you should ask. 
It all has to do with the changes to the loan level price adjustments, also known as LLPs. Bend over and I'll give it to you. (laughs) Imposed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which are the agencies, the two entities that guarantee a vast majority of new mortgages, LLPAs, are based on loan features such as your credit score and the loan to value, among other things. They've changed several times over the years as a fairly substantial change was announced in January of this year. So wait, this news is from January? So why are we talking about it now? Because Uncle Joe just went on TV and talked about it. So the fact is, we already told you about it. And people are confused because they don't understand delivery dates and how they work when it comes to Fannie and Freddie. Same people that really got us in a jam in 2008. All right. I'm just going to have Frank beep through your entire segment, okay? (laughs) So you're going to get every other word. Changes that impact fees and guidelines are almost always implemented based on the date the loan is in question or what we call delivered to Fannie Freddie. And delivery in this context typically occurs as a matter of weeks after the loan is closed, although it can, it can be almost as a month. Now, consider that a loan has often been quoted and locked for, let's say, more than three weeks. Generally, it's about 30 days to be safe. Since these changes go into effect on loans delivered on or after May 1st of 2023, lenders began to implement them weeks ago. So many lenders implemented them sometimes even months ago, especially for those loans that were locked for a longer period of time, 60 days, 90 days. So low credit borrowers are already getting a discount while high credit borrowers are paying more. Is that the question? Not exactly. And this is where the confusion comes in. And it's also from here on out, please note that I am not giving my opinion offered here as to whether this is good, bad, or et cetera. The only goal is to clear up confusion and offer facts. I'll give you my opinion later. I'm not asking for your opinion right now. (laughs) The fact of the matter is that LLPAs are indeed changing in a way that improves costs for those with lower credit scores and increases costs for those with higher credit scores, in many cases anyway. But people are confusing the change for what the actual cost is. So a low credit borrower isn't paying less than a high credit borrower. The gap between what they pay is just smaller than what it was. It was always that way. Yes, again, all the value judgments and political commentary aside, the change amounts to a tweak of an existing fee structure in favor of those with lower credit scores and at the expense of those with higher credit scores. But there's no scenario where someone with a lower credit score will have a lower fee. In other words, please don't go out skipping those credit card payments in hopes of getting a lower rate. No, you wouldn't do that. All right. As you can see, right? So if you have a credit score of 640, you will be paying significantly more than if you had a 740. So yes, it's a big change. Why is the government doing this to people with higher credit? Fannie and Freddie technically have a mission to promote affordable home ownership. And there's a statement 
by the regulator, which is the FHFA, and there's an announcement for that. But note that there are changes, more of an improvement for lower FICOs on purchases. Yeah, back up though. So you said uh, 640 is going to be playing more. They're going to be paying less, right? They're going to be paying significantly more than if you had a 740. It's See, that's where the confusion is. You, everybody thinks that they're just pulling this out. But your 640, no matter what, is is always going to be paying what more. What if you're a 620? So, are you going to be paying less? You're not going to be paying less. You're still going to be paying more. I thought the whole point of this so, thing was if you were a 620, you get a 1.5% discount. And if you're, over, if you're a 750, you've got a 1% fee. It's it's not a fee. It's in the rate. Right, I understand that, but it's it's in it's the rate. It's you, not a fee that it's costing people, you four grand on a four hundred thousand dollar house. It's costing you forty dollars a month yeah, or four four thousand on no. a four hundred thousand. Well, you're talking house. over the cost of the of the loan. It's going to all right. The other ahead, misconception I want to make is that there everybody's out there talking about that there is a new. 40-year FHA mortgage. There is no 40-year FHA loan. Lenders are collecting payments, okay? They have a new option to offer loan modifications with a term of 40 years to borrowers who are unable to pay their existing FHA loans. So there is no 40-year FHA loan. It's the modification. Now, let's get into it when you, because I know your segment is going to be a little bit different on what I'm talking right. about. This change has already been in effect. We've already seen it. We've seen it when we did our desktop underwriting. We've seen it when we've been pricing out loans since January. Yeah, my whole so point it's is not different. A news- my whole point's different. All right. All right. So if you have more questions on this and you want to see how it's going to affect your loan, then give me a shout at 609 605 Seven one five three. All right, very good. So coming up next will be what? So coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment. All right, very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHC, all positive, all the time. So we at the end. So Mark, we're up to our question and answer segment. And our first question is, I'm a co-signer on my ex-wife's house. Big mistake in the first place. What rights do I have if she stops paying her mortgage? Um, You don't have any rights because you're the co-signer. And you signed on the dotted line stating that if for some reason she doesn't make the payments, you are equally responsible. Um, If she stops making the payments, your credit is going to tank. And someone needs to get those payments made. And consequence. Um, immediately. <laughs> Remember that show, Truth or Consequence, yeah. when we were kids? And consequence. <laughs> so much for being a nice guy after the divorce. <laughs> Sorry. 
All right. Question number two. Hey, she, prob- I- she probably asked and the answer was yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how long she gets to live there without making a mortgage payment? <laughs> probably a few years if she's in exactly Philly. Exactly right. Uh, yeah. In Philly, she'd probably get away with this for about three years. <laughs> And then she can move her boyfriend in and they can both live there for free. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a really nice guy. And (laughs) my apologies. You were too nice of a guy. (laughs) All right. Question number two. How can I protect myself with a contract with FISBO? That's easy. Hire an agent. Yeah. I mean, the problem with (laughs) the numbers, statistically over time, 97% 97% of FISBOs end up listing anyway. And and the 3% that don't, half of them don't get to the table because of the way the contract was written, the home inspections, the appraisal, pricing it correctly. There's a million things that can go wrong here. You know, just because people, I was, it's funny, I was talking to the students when I had brain surgery back in 18. And, you know, my brain surgeon was Dr. Erkman, a great surgeon. Anybody ever needs brain surgery? <laughs> but every time I met with him, he was an instructor. So every time I had an appointment with him, there'd be about eight or nine brain surgeons with him. And they would ask me about uh, real estate because they didn't know nothing about real estate. And then I would give them the script, what was happening with the buyer side, what's happening with the seller side. And they'd be going, really? Really? Because, you know, they don't know anything about real estate. And it's the same with most people out there. They buy the seven ninety five sign for sale by owner. And that's their strategy. And then when somebody wants to buy, you got this contract that's going to hold up in front of your honor. If something goes wrong, you know, protect yourself, hire a real estate agent. I've done a lot of deals with FISBOs for sale by owners that I had to buyer, And I convinced the, I would just say to the for sale by owner, listen, I'll do you a favor. You know, I'll only charge you 4% for, the, for this thing and I'll take care of the whole deal. <laughs> and to them, their whole point was to save 6%. And now they got me in the middle for 4%. And Such every, a deal. everybody's happy. I'm happy. <laughs> Buyer's happy. Fisbo's happy. And it's we get to the table. Otherwise, right. chances of getting to the table are slim. What's the next one? <laughs> the next question. Two people sign a rental lease. One moves out. Are they still responsible for the rent? This is constant. This is constant. like all the time, especially young people, you know, two girls, two boys, whatever, couples. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Boyfriend, girlfriend, and they sign the lease, and then they have a fight, and the one rolls. Yeah, and this is a problem. That's why, like, at some of the colleges, they make the parents go on the leases so somebody's responsible. I know they do that at Temple. A lot of guys I know that do the student rentals at Temple – they the besides the student, they also have the parents on the lease too. Yeah, exactly. So some, you have to some kind of accountability. Yeah. This is you can get really screwed up here and then this is on your credit report and now you got an issue. When you go to rent the next joint, you know, you got a rental referral. And if you were a really bad tenant, then the tenants the landlords give you a good referral because they just want to get rid of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was great. Paid his rent all the time every month. Oh, no God. trouble whatsoever. And, he, and he I forgot to mention he forgot to play mention like the song I wrote, 105959, that he wanted to play music to one o'clock in the morning every night. We're <laughs> Mark, we're in a situation right now. We're going to court next week to get two kids out that are uh, you know, living in the in the college rental home. 
and they feel like you know, they don't have to pay the rent, nor do they have to leave. And their response was, we'll wait till the sheriff comes and takes us out. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to torture them for the rest of their lives. They're never going to be able to rent anywhere ever again. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a problem and it happens a lot. What's the next one? The next question is, can I sue our real estate agent and inspector for failing to find major issues with our home? You can sue anybody for anything. It's just like, uh, you know, the inspector inspects a house. They're not going to tear walls out. They're going to look at what they can see. And most of them are pretty, you know, they're pretty careful about the inspectors and, you know, you're paying them and they, some of them get carried away, but, uh, I don't know the real estate agent, unless they're hiding something, I was involved in one years ago where everybody was in cahoots, the termite guy, the inspector, the agent, and, uh, and we sued them, but like most of the time, you bought that house, you know, when I bought the convent, <laughs> you know, it sounds it, so funny. when I bought the convent, it was empty for six months. So, you know, it's an old, it's an older property. And so then once you start running the water, some of them old pipes had dried out and then they swell up and they leak. And that happened to me the first month I was in here, a big insurance claim. And they wanted to rip the altar out of the living room. Which was so they gave me like eight thousand dollars because that thing's made out of concrete. The whole house is made out of concrete, but you know. So then I, I bypassed that and did something else. But you know, things are going to happen. You know, the big one that agents always have problems with appliances. Like they move in and they left the washer and dryer. Now the washer's not working. Well, you know, you put a used washer and dryer. You know, can you you want to sue somebody over that kind of stuff? What's the right. magic number lawyers say? Two grand. That's the magic two number. Two grand. Give us yeah. two thousand. Oh yeah. Well, I'll take your case. Win or lose. You know, just go buy a new washer. <laughs> Be a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Can you sue? Yes. But most of the inspectors are pretty diligent and and most of the agents have pretty good ethics. Unless you, you're involved in something really sleazy. And if you're involved in something you want some advice, call me. Because I've been running i've hired about 900 agents in my career and interviewed thousands i've run into all kinds of different situations so i'll give you free advice if you have something like this but just don't go so Mark, firing up that's why you should have legal shield anyway for sure so you have a and lawyer. i think we should do another 10 questions so instead of your segment being really long, we can like just cut it down to one or two sentences. What do you think? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because I'm going to point out a couple of things that are not being pointed out. That's happening, no. not just with this issue, but across government and media and everything else too. I'm not, All I'm right. not happy about what's going on. All right. All right. So coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, which is the impact of Joe Biden's new real estate program and credit scores. Right. And you're going to tell me it's not that new, but they just made a big <laughs> deal about it. So all right. it's all over Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. 
Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we're up to our topic of the day, which is the impact of Joe Biden's new real estate program and credit scores. Now, you talked about a little bit that it actually took place back in January, but they came out and like really talked about this the other day. Funny how they didn't make some huge announcement about it, though, and explained it. But the Biden administration rule is set to take effect May 1st, 2023, which is week so a week or so away. And you know, one of the interesting things about this, which I don't differ with you, but what these are all federally backed loans, not conventional loans. And what percentage of them are federally backed? That's about 50% of the mortgages in the United States are federally backed loans because there's like five of them, right? You got the VA, FHA, uh, USAD, what's the other two? USDA, Veterans, Veterans. FHA. There's five five backed mortgages, which make up about 50%. Expert believes that the bars with credit scores about 680 will pay about 40 bucks a month, like you say, on a 400,000 mortgage under the rules of the federal finance agency that go in effect May 1st. That cost will help subsidize those with lower credit ratings, also looking for a mortgage, according to this report. Changes do not make sense. Penalizing borrowers with larger down payments and credit scores will not go over well. That's the concern of the real estate industry. Why tinker with an industry that is leading the economy? And it is. what overcomp- And it's just going to overcomplicate things for consumers as this process. They already feel overwhelmed with the amount of paperwork and jargon that's involved with real estate anyway. And confusing buyers is never a good thing. The new Biden administration rule will make borrowing for a home more expensive for those with good credit scores to subsidize loans to higher risk followers. This is my problem. This is like everything else that's going on. Like, I don't like to get into too much politics, but the transgender movement and all these other movements, that's 0.0.1% of population that's on TV every day. Right where the other 99% you don't hear about. What's interesting, the average FICO scores, your credit scores by generation, and this was a report from late 22, baby boomers, 58 to 76, that's their ages, their their, their average credit score is 740 to 742. So they're going to be penalized. Generation X, 42 to 57, their credit scores average 705 to 706. Millennials, which are 90 million of them, 26 to 41, their average credit score is 686 to 687. So in reality, the majority of, and the biggest group right now buying in the market is baby boomers. They just surpassed millennials because they got so much equity, can make moves. Those three groups, that's the bulk. So we're going we're gonna to punish and worry about the very 0.1% of the buyers out there 
and punish the 99%. That this is another bad idea. You know, supporting a rule that claims it's a great way for people to get in the market, but this has all the hallmarks, hallmarks of like stuff they did in 2007, bad ideas, which lended which led us to that crisis in 2008. You know, it's just why tinker with something that's not broken? Right. If it's not and, broken, and then, don't fix it. And he keeps doing his things. Like the thing he did yesterday with uh, the other day with the border. He's Now their new rule is if you're gay, you get in. So, what you know, what are you going to do? Ask everybody at the border? If, if you're gay, you can come in the United States. But if you're not, you can't come in. I mean, first of all, they, they can't do anything about the border anyway. They keep saying it's not a problem, which everybody in the country knows it is. And this is just another example of just like they're not in touch with the bulk of the people. Most of the people and getting into parties, Republicans and Democrats, most of them are towards the middle. The right wing, I don't even know who the right wing is, like the Ku Klux Klan or something. There's about 3,000 of them left in the country. They, they, they even know their days are numbered. The leftists, the ones that you see on TV every day with the schools and all this other stuff, that's a small group too. The Most of us are in the middle. So why punish the biggest group? With things like this, I just don't understand the logic of like even Obama came out and said to do this at the onset of the spring market, it's almost offensive to the market, consumers and lenders. Like he came out against this. Right. I mean, the rules uh, on the market struggled in the wake of multiple interest rates and the Federal Reserve under the new rules, consumers with lower credit, less money down would qualify for a better mortgage rate than those otherwise they would have. So it, it doesn't make any sense to me, the whole point of this thing. Like, you're talking about screwing with something to help a very, very small minority of the buyers in the country and punishing the bigger group. But doesn't isn't that the theme of, of this whole administration? Is, yeah, is, that, and is it's, is this is just another example. The small, like the 1%, the 2%. Right. They're the ones that are now rule, ruling the country. I know. And, and well, we live in a, uh, uh, a metro. We're in Philly metro, fifth largest metro in the country. We hear about this stuff every day. But I guarantee if we lived in Kansas or Utah, we're not hearing about this stuff every day. The news is totally different. They're the most racist and biased people of all. Like. And and they don't get called on it. And it's a shame what's happening to America. I mean, the only thing that we can do is say a prayer every day, tell everybody you, you know that you love them, and like hope for the best. Because we're going through some kind of cultural change here, and it's not for the it's not for the good of what's going on right now. But the American people need to wake the hell up. Because these are the kind of things this is like socialist kind of stuff. Yeah, for and then, sure. And then the control of the media, it's like Stalin one-on-one what's going on. The control of the media, they're all happy about they got Tucker Carlson off the air. I mean, they're they're like all with enthused about it. It just I mean, makes no sense. No. It, it makes that's no the sense. problem with it, it all. It, and right. the problem the other problem with it all is most of the country doesn't know what's going on. Right. Like they, they have their head in the their they're stands. screaming about Tucker, they didn't like Tucker Carlson. You know how many people watch Tucker Carlson? About 3 million. Yeah. 500,000 people watch CNN. I don't even know how they stay on the air. 
these politicians that go on these shows and think they're talking to the whole country are fooling themselves. Three million people tune into the Hayes show. So, you know, he's not reaching a hundred million people. So where's the country getting all their information at? So it, it's really upsetting. And, and this is, this kind of stuff upsets me because it's not explained correctly. And I don't know. I'm just pissed. Like why we screw with tell. the real estate market? We can't you know? tell, but but coming up next is our business segment with Dr. A. And today's going to be a little different, which I'm kind of looking forward to in respect to he's going to tell us about his fabulous trip to Egypt. Dr. Abelson, how are you? I am doing wonderful, and it is great to be back in the States. <laughs> I am curious about your trip. So well, what, was the, what was the big awe moments of visiting Egypt? Well, there, there, were, there were several big awe moments. First of all, we were in Cairo for, uh, for three days. So we went to the Cairo Museum, which is just awesome because they took a lot of the artifacts out of the temples and out of the pyramids. And uh, London has a lot of them, but Cairo had the ability to keep some of them. And they, they have this incredible museum. In fact, they built a new one uh, and it's so massive that they haven't even been able to move all the stuff over. So the regular museum is there. Uh, and then what we did is then we were on a river cruise uh, for seven days. Um, and when we, we visited the temples, but let me talk about some, some really incredible insights that, that, that I had. I mean, it really helped me better understand what's going on in Egypt and, and the Middle East. I mean, this culture is so ingrained in religion, you know, much more so than the United States, much more so than anything that I've experienced. For example, if you practice Islam, uh, you, um, you pray five times a day. So prayer is, you know, is, is, is very, very important and it's very central to what it is. We were in the nicest mall, which was attached to the Four Seasons Hotel that we are at. They actually have prayer rooms, but they have prayer rooms for men and they have prayer rooms for women. So if you happen to be shopping at the time, every floor of this three-story mall has has a, a male prayer room and a female prayer room. When we went through, and another thing that, that was kind of interesting, when we went through the airports, because we actually flew from Cairo to Luxor, um, they, have, they have lines for men through detectors and lines for women through the detectors. So they separate wow. men and women, huh. which is which is really interesting. And of course, when you are in the, the real conservative part of, of Egypt, we weren't just in Cairo, when you're in the real conservative part, women are, are covered up. You know, they're, they're covered up and yeah. we were asked to be very, the women in our trip were asked to be, you know, very, very um, sensitive, you know, to the need for that. So they can't be wearing shorts and things of that nature and, and disclosing, you know, uh, so, so everybody was wearing long sleeve shirts and or short sleeve, but not, you know, halter tops or anything like that with 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 long pants. So it, it's very, very religious and it is there everywhere. Now, what we visited was probably eight or nine, maybe 10 different temples, because in the in the in the, the Pharaoh's day, they had as many as 2000 gods, we were told. All right. So each of the temples is dedicated to a different a different God. And that was the way that they explained things. And that was the way that they minimized, quote unquote, their personal risk and protection was from the gods. So it, it, it is very, very religious orientation. And 
the, the religious practices are very different from what we see in the states, whether, you know, with the Judeo-Christian, you know, approach. And, and, and I, I don't know that much about Islam in the states, but I would imagine that, that a lot of these traditions or most of these traditions, you know, are present in the Islamic areas within the states because there's a number of cities that are very, very heavily populated with people who practice, you know, Islam, uh, which, which is marvelous, but very, very different. What about the, what about the, what about the economy? What kind of shape are they in? Um, that's interesting because we actually had lunch. There are three presidential palaces in Cairo. We actually had lunch near the end of the trip in one of them. That it, it wasn't the active one, uh, but it's 550 rooms, gold inlay everywhere. I mean, when this was built, who knows how many, how much it cost? I mean, it's built over 150 years ago initially, but you know how much, you know how much was 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 uh, was the cost. And then one of the things they have there, and this is really interesting, you don't have to pay taxes if you never finish the building. So they don't finish the outside of some of their buildings. Oh, geez. And then on a lot of the buildings, they actually have pier and beam sticking out of the roof with a rebar sticking out of the top of the pier and beam, okay, to demonstrate that it's not finished or that they're going to build another floor eventually. So, so it is not finished. Okay, so they don't, they don't have to. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. What we were told, you know, now I... I didn't talk to an account there, but what we were told was they, they don't have to pay taxes because of that. So very, very different culture, very, very different way of looking at assets, you know, an asset base. And it's, and there's much more we can talk about this because I know we're, we're at, at the end of our time. So um, thanks for asking. Marvelous. That trip. was awesome. Glad you had a great cool. time. That's spectacular. I always wanted to go there. Did you feel safe? Did you feel safe? I felt very safe, but we also had a, a, we also had somebody who was armed with us all the time. All right, um, and they, they, they had a suit jacket on, but the gun was hidden. Right, but but they did have they did. Have a all right, all right. So if you have any questions for Doctor Ace Trip, <laughs> you can email them. You can email them to eight zero two nine at comcast dot net or give us a call at two six seven two six six fifty five zero one. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. All right. So a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors. If you want to be a sponsor, give me a call, 267-266-5501. It's not that expensive. You could be a part of our group. We have a very large audience. We're the only real estate show in the Philly metro market on every Saturday at 1 o'clock on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and also on Odyssey. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All, all positive, positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of their past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.